Well, there's not going to be no theme tonight. <laughs> so, okay, so everybody, welcome to Movie Lovers Unite. Oh, no. No fancy graphics. No fancy graphics. No, no fancy graphics for this time. We're going track. straight in. Yeah, we're just going to go straight in and everything. Rip mm-hmm. off that Band-Aid and everything, just go into Black Widow. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, guys. I, I had a lot of fun watching Black Widow and stuff like that. Do I think that this film should have came out 10 years ago when she was actually on the hype of the Avengers and stuff like that when they were first introducing her? Absolutely. Do I think she deserved a better send-off? Yeah, it's debatable. We're going to talk about that later on. But overall, I thought the film was entertaining. I thought that this is probably one of the most darkest scenes that we had going Mm -hmm. into the uh, MCU, aside from Doctor Strange's uh, car accident and stuff like that. But this thing opens up with Natasha and her family leaving because they are Russian spies living in the United States. Mm -hmm. And you can tell something is up, especially when, you know, they're, they're actually playing out on the outside in the in their yard and everything and then next thing you know it it starts turning nighttime and then the father comes home he whispers something into the mother's ear and next thing you know it they say hey remember that trip that i told you about where uh where i said we're going to be going on this big adventure well tonight's the night and they're like well what about this what about that no leave that there we're just going to take the clothes that's on our backs and we're going to go and another thing, though, too, is that I really liked was the fact that they have the Don McLean, uh, McLean song playing, which is American Pie. Mm-hmm. And this is the day that I'm going to die. So the first thing that came into my mind, and if you listen to if people are listening to our mine and Tamara's Fair Street uh, review that we did. I'm a big nerd when it comes down to music and foreshadowing in music and TV shows. So when he said this will be the day that I die singing Bye Bye Miss American Pie. The first thing that I thought was like, the father's going to die or the mother's going to die. And that was the first thing that I was thinking of. Even though I know that we're going to see the father later on, but there's still a little bit of foreshadowing that maybe some characters are not so safe in the very beginning of the movie. So that's what I was thinking. Also, too, American Pie is actually, um, that song is also dealing with Native Americans and stuff like that, too. Yeah, I did a lot of research with this. Song. <laughs> but I did not Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that was kind of neat of a little bit of a foreshadowing with uh American Pie. And also too foreshadowing maybe somebody's gonna die and everything. Of course we wind up seeing the shootout and stuff like that when uh the father gets on the on the airplane and everything and everything and stuff like that, and he starts sniping the cops that are coming after them and stuff. I was on the edge of my seat when I saw that stuff. But what did you guys think of the opening scene overall and stuff like that? Because I'm going to be honest with you. I thought it was very good. It's like a spy, Tom Clancy spy thriller mixed in with Captain America stuff. I thought it looked really good. Um, I I liked the beginning. Um, I didn't, I didn't quite know where they were going with it at the beginning. It had this, even though it was 1995, it had this Stranger Things kind of vibe like the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, you know, they just seemed like they were a normal family. And then it took a left when dad comes home and pulls her, pulls mom aside and says, wait a minute, it's going down tonight, basically. 
And they're like, okay, we got to jump into action. I'm like, okay, now we're beginning to see the origins of Black Widow because everything looked normal and now all of a sudden it has gone straight left and they're going on some special vacation and they're just throwing stuff. And, you know, I just assume maybe he was a scientist and, you know, people were trying to kill him because he was dead. I did not go, know they were going to go into Russian spy, the Americans type deal. I didn't think they were going to go into that, but that, it was fun. It was interesting to see that part of it. Um, the beginning was too normal for me. <laughs> I had the opposite effect. I was like, what is going on? I need some action and suspense. Oh, okay. Here I go. You know, they gave me what I needed. <laughs> but it, it was interesting to key in that um, Natasha seemed like she already knew what was going on and the the little girl was like oh cool field trip yay and Natasha was like oh jeez <laughs> I knew this would come but I, I thought I heard with um, like American Pie song that it was about American disillusionment so um, that could be what died as well. Because mm-hmm. when they're going through on their road trips, you can see like the football games and then the American flag. And it was everything that they're leaving behind or that maybe never was, you know. Yeah, the normalcy they were leaving behind. Yeah. Right. yeah. And I wonder if 1995 is some significant year. Because I've read articles where there are Russian spies that were living in like New Jersey or or all these places like as normal families. So I I was just curious, which I'll probably do research later on. Yeah. What's the significance of ninety five. I think from what I remember, that's when they had the um guy who worked at the CIA. And he turned into a Russian spy, but he worked for the FBI or the CIA for years. And he was passing secrets. I think that happened around 95 or so. So Mm -hmm. stuff like that was starting to come out around that time. Mm -hmm. Could have been Snowden. I don't know. It might have been. um, Um, No, this was was Snowden was recent. That was during Obama. Okay. This was during um, Clinton, I think. Yeah, this was during the Clinton days Mm -hmm. and everything. So, yeah, it has been like 20 years later or something, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it was definitely during those days that you know, Russian spot, Russians are actually living among us and everything. But yeah, I did see that little bit of normalcy going away when right here the song American Pie and then they're just looking out the window and Yolanda is over there looking out there like and so is, um, of course, you know, we wind up seeing um, Natasha looking outside, though, too. It was like, okay, this is goodbye. This, I'm not going to see America anymore. This is the end for me. And then finally, when you get over to Cuba and everything, you see the pain and the agony of having to leave your family behind and everything, too, in the midst of all that. And you don't understand at that age at all. Because especially Ilana and everything, her her mom is her mom, no matter which way you look at it. And her mom got shot whenever uh, they were, when the cops and everything was shooting at them. 
And so, therefore, I didn't know if it, that she was going to make it out alive or anything like that either. And stuff like that. And then I also like the whole entire stunts where you have the father hanging off the uh, <laughs> yeah. wing of the plane sniping. Yeah, that, that was, was just good. so, yeah, that was just awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, I, but what do you think, Charlie? What did you think uh, of the opening um, for that? You kind of knew the dad and the mom were going to survive that because in the trailer they have the dinner later on as adults. So you kind of <laughs> knew she was going to survive that. Um, I mean, it's in the, it's in the cliffs. I mean, you kind of knew they were going to survive it, but sure that that sequence was intense. It was definitely probably the darkest, but I mean, um, but you kind of knew that they were trying to speak, like get that along. I mean, we kind of had a feeling like, okay, we're traveling. They kind of speak kind of Russian. So you kind of had a feeling I'm like that they were going to, I didn't know they were going to Cuba. I thought they were going to in the Russia area. But um, yeah. I, mean, I like to be honest with you. It was enter- it was an entertaining opening, but I think the real big like like uh, drop was the credit opening credit sequence. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh and the that was so that sequence was so intense, so dark. Mm-hmm. You thought this was gonna set the tone for the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, no, it didn't. It kind of it gave you that impression that it's going to be a really, really dark movie. But the movie was hilarious; had a lot of funny right. moments. Like mm-hmm. Elena, Florence Pugh, standout MVP of this movie. She mm-hmm. was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that opening was so, oh my god, that was intense. And I think that the rendition of "Smells Like Teen Spirit" like that was like oh, yeah, really good. Like, cause most time when the, every time they try to redo a song, it yeah. doesn't up well. No, that wouldn't like work. That song, that yeah. actually, that, that made yeah, that's an iconic song. Yeah, it actually made me figure out what the lyrics were. <laughs> many years, I was like, yeah. "Oh, that's I mean, what he was saying." Yeah, oh, I, I, had, I had to <laughs> go back to listen to Kurt Cobain. I'm like, "Oh no, no. I how teen spirit." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean that sequence was so intense. Well, that was about the whole day. It felt like it felt like t- like the world we're in now because you don't know who's mm-hmm. that. I mean, it's it's very current for what it did, and that's what I I appreciate. And like like an MCU opening, just you know what, you're you're so mm-hmm. off the lovey dovey. That's not this phase anymore. Mm-hmm. Let's we're giving yeah. you this. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. it really, yeah. I mean, I I love what they did with that. Yeah. Um, like I mean, early on, I liked the movie. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot better than a lot of people were saying. Should have come out earlier. Absolutely, it should have come out earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, but I like this. It was entertaining. Um, I'm like, I was a little surprised at the drop on terms of each week in the box office for this. I was a little surprised it's been mm. dropping. Like, it made eighty million dollars opening weekend. I was supposed to make more, but I think it had a huge drop from Friday to Saturday. Mm. Then I think it's dropping like that, and then then it lost the Space Jam, which. That's another story. The second week, oh. and Space Jam flops mm. the third week. Like it's and it's its second week and barely getting to ten mil. And mm. and then when Black Widow's easily still making double digits. Um, so I mean, in the long term, the long scheme, I think Black Widow is going to be just fine. Mm. But I was a little sur- like I was a little surprised seeing all the ne- like the not decent. It's decent. It's not great, but it's not the best thing ever. And like in terms of the MCU, I'm like. I mean, I liked it for what it was. It was entertaining. It mm-hmm. did what it needed to do. We, and again, we haven't had a Marvel movie in two years. In yeah. theaters. Right. So, I mean, I but, liked it. 
but yeah, that opening was like, mm-hmm. like OMG, they went that route and kudos to them for having the guts to do that. And kudos to whoever covered um, Smell Like Teen Spirit. Oh, yeah. I forget, as, as soon as I heard it, I'm like, oh, gee. Yeah. <laughs> Do not screw this up. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, I was actually close to downloading it on iTunes because you can actually purchase it on iTunes. Mm-hmm. I forgot who sings it, but I didn't purchase it yet. But, you they know, I definitely... Good job. They <laughs> did. I love the slow tone of it, the haunting yeah, very menacing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you also get to see what that does to somebody at that age with Yolanda and everything and the stuff that she had to go through in that camp to be the Black Widow and stuff like that and I also have to say this I mean we're going to cover this probably later on but I remember when they uh, went on ahead they rescued the father and like well I thought you guys have would have babies he goes oh you don't you didn't hear they, they ripped out your ovaries yeah and then everything yeah. That, yeah. Eric and he's like, Right. So think of it like this. You're at a young age. You want to actually have kids. If you want to have kids, you can't have kids who are a black widow. And you're going already separated from your parents. You already have anxiety. You're already going through depression and everything. And this has actually happened to Yelana at a young age. Mm-hmm. Opposed, don't get me wrong. You have um, Natasha, who's actually 14, 15 years old at that time and things like that. But, you know, I just feel like you know, I just feel like in a sense that, you know, you can sense a little bit of sadness with them and everything of the stuff that they have to go through and being separated from their parents and not understand who their parents were or anything, you know, because they thought that they were achieving the American dream of being with their parents. And then it turns out to be fake. Mm-hmm. And at that point at the dinner table with, with y'all, with uh, Yolanda, I was in agreement with her. <laughs> To be honest with you, I was ticked off with Yelena and everything. I was like, yes, you know, you did this to us. We don't have any type of female organ organisms or anything like that in our body to reproduce a child. We ha- have anxiety now. We're depressed. We uh, we are also going into alcoholism because Yelena is actually drinking lots of vodka and mm-hmm. everything, too. Even though some scenes are comical. Look at the aspects of what's going on around that scenes and everything too, you know. And, and then going back to when they were in Cuba, it was sad when Natasha was like, "No, you're not going to take her away from me," and she held the gun on all these people. And so her dad had to go over there and get it because she knew she knew that they were getting ready to basically tap this family, even though it's fake, to tap this family that she had and they weren't going to be normal even though she didn't know they were going to do all of that, but she knew it was going to be bad. Yeah. And, well, yeah. Kind of curious because she said you're you're not going to do to me what you did to her or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, vice versa. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. I wonder if she's been cycled through it. But this, um, her younger sister hasn't, so she seemed like she knew what was going on, yeah. Um, and it's just you don't like you don't care for the uh, I mean, he he was funny in it, but David Harbour's dad, he was a dick the whole time. Oh, yeah, he 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 worried first his girls 
to, to go for this after and then he's like natasha was gonna shoot all those people on 14 she was she was about to do that and the dad's like no you're gonna be okay really depends on his definition of okay i mean not everybody's all super powerful or super fat <laughs> like he is. Well, like, I, mean, I, I agree with you charlie he was a dick in the beginning no, no. Yeah. Oh my God! When they were kids, I'm like, man, he's an ass. He cares more about his his country than he does his fake family. He cares yeah. more about his Like he cares more about being on missions and stuff. I'm like, really? And what was sad was the the mom was actually trying to be a real mom to yeah. to the kids, and he came in like, oh, okay, well, we gotta go, you know. And I'm yeah. like, oh, uh, you're a dick. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, but no, I mean, it's just like, I mean, uh, and like, like, I like that's why I just love Florence Pugh's performance and it's like that. Like, everybody thinks it's comical when she's saying, Oh, you know what I went through? The way she says it, it's kind of funny, but in comedy, it's really not. But mm-hmm. she just delivers it like it's like, like, like it's just nothing, and that and that's great. I mean, like, I just loved when she's they definitely had that sister rivalry because the two of them are bickering with each other. I'm like, oh, why do you pose like that? It's so disgusting. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, oh, like, oh, like, oh, oh, your hair back. So Damn, why are you the doing pose. that? Yeah. And then th- that, and then I just like, oh, you like this vest? It's got a lot of buttons and stuff in it. Yeah. Really. Oh. And that's the vest that Natasha ends up wearing in the in the uh, Avengers: Infinity Wars. Like oh, Infinity Infinity Wars. Oh, yeah. I think it's just, Nick. Yeah. It's like, I mean, because it's like set in between after yeah. the events of Civil War and before Civil Infinity Wars. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just funny. And then it's, it's just the two of them, like the chemistry, they had ke- chemistry. You could definitely see it. The oh, two of them just totally. off of each other. But yeah, just this her ripping it. Oh, such a poser when Natasha <laughs> does it. And then Yelena does it. And like, oh, so disgusting. Like, yeah. It's, I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With the hair flip. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, everybody's watching you, so you got to flip the hair. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I never noticed it until she said Me, it. I was like, she oh, she does that. Like, that's yeah. Especially, what was it, Iron Man 2? She oh, really that's when yeah. she first did it. She did yeah. it. Yeah. She went all just, the way down. Yeah. I got hair. Yes, you got to flip the hair, yeah. But it's just... She was bringing the comic relief to this movie because a lot of it's really a dark movie, but it really doesn't seem as dark as other ones would be. But it's just because of like, like I said, she was great in this movie. Then again, that's a lot. Oh. Well, Widow was great too, of course. Scar Johansson's great in this, but yeah, it's it's it's. I wish there would have been another like that. Like maybe they would have done this before because we all know that. But it sets up a great post-credit scene of where we're going with this, and and then that's yeah. what I really appreciate. Um, we'll get into that in a minute, but it's just funny. Mm-hmm. As soon as I left, we were le- like everybody started leaving the theater and the credits roll. I'm like, yes, you, you people have never well, seen. Yes, I didn't have yes. the yes. Yes. Got up too. all the way down. The like, down yeah, the this pandemic place. had them having amnesia. I'm like, what? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> It's like five so, people got up and everybody else is like, what? Yeah, it was about, yeah, like, what y'all doing? Yeah, it was about five people too in my theater, but it's like, I was looking up, like, really? You're leaving Judging there you. Yeah. So, well, you're going to be missing something important mm-hmm. because literally it is important. It sets up the next Marvel show. Well, exactly. well, Charlie, I agree now. I wish they had did this 10 years ago because I would have loved to have seen her sister in Infinity War. Yeah. In with her. 
Yeah. Yes, with her side by side. I would have loved to see them fight side by side with that. Well, I know. I think hold, I read hold on, that. Hold on one second. Curtis from Listen, Listen, Listen podcast um, is, yeah, you made it on time, Curtis, and everything. Um, go on in and check out his podcast. <laughs> and he hasn't seen this movie, so I told him, I said, just come in and say hi. Hey. And I'll go ahead hey. and have a little shout out and everything. Shout so out. go ahead, listen to listen. Go ahead and listen, listen, listen to listen podcast and everything. Where you guys get your podcast from? Curtis does a great job doing some comical stuff and things like that on yeah. his podcast. So check him out. So hey, Curtis. Hey, Curtis. Hey, <laughs> Curtis. I, I read that Scarjo, which is what the hip people call her. Um, that, is that what she call herself? Oh, where well, she's hip too. But yeah, ScarJo. <laughs> ScarJo said that she couldn't have made this movie um, before because she wanted to talk about trafficking and, and uh, okay. things like that. So that, yeah, a lot of people thought this movie was too political. So some people mm-hmm. I heard they they didn't really like it. It was like, oh, it's a political agenda, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Too many women going on, you know, all that stuff. But she kind of wanted to use that this movie as a platform to put that out there about trafficking and women's rights and everything. And she went to Marvel and they said, okay. And they was like, it's kind of risky, but we're going to do it. So she said she couldn't have made that movie before, but now she could make it in this day and age. But still, it pisses me off because like you said, Charlie, it could have been like a a two or a three, because everybody else is getting like three, three films. Well, yeah. here's the thing, though. Back in the early two thousands, no one wanted to put their faith in standalone uh, female-led roles when it came down to comic book films. For perfect example, Elektra. Another example is uh, <laughs> Catwoman. Yes. So, oh, yeah. so oh, why did you mention oh, that? Gross. So, so therefore, yeah, those were just bad movies, right? So therefore, during the early two thousands and everything, they were actually kind of conscientious about where to put the woman and stuff like that in certain roles, and that's why she was kind of like just a co-pilot in these other MCU films and stuff like that. Until recently, when we got her back into this into this role and everything, so I'm glad now they actually trust uh, female-led actresses. To where they're like, you know what? We're gonna go on ahead. We're gonna give you your own movie and everything, and we're gonna put your our trust mm-hmm. in the writers and the directors that we have, and we're gonna let them let the cameras be focused on you. So I'm actually happy now that we have that. I mean, yeah, but I think that Marvel kind of <laughs> wrote themselves in a hole right in Black Widow off. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like they really boxed themselves and Scarlett Johansson in. Mm-hmm. Because now we want to see more of this family. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I don't know how they're going to. I mean, of course, we can see the sister, but I don't know how we're going to bring them all back. Now yeah. that you wrote ScarJo yeah. off. The way they set the movie, the way the movie <laughs> ended, it was like there was a continuation. They could have been a continuation because I wanted to see them free these other women. Right, mm-hmm. and it's like I, I can't see that, not yet. I don't know. 
But another thing, though, too, is let's talk also talk about the villain in this movie, though, too. And especially when we're dealing with uh, Russia, the government that the father worked for is now doing mind manipulation with this uh, drug enhancement thing that he has controlling them. And then, of course, Natasha and Yolanda winds up finding an antidote to where if you wind up breathing it in, they won't they won't be mind controlled anymore or anything like that. So I like that concept and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It has a little bit of Captain America, uh, you know, the winter soldier and mm-hmm. Bucky, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, oh, yeah. the winter soldier kind of vibe to it yeah. in a sense, except for one thing, you don't have this thing where this turning everybody into this like super soldiers, but it's controlling other people to doing what they want, what the government wants you to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what I got from this with the Russian part aspect of it but well well, they were kind of turning them into super soldiers they were just training them up and what was scary about them was they all look normal so you can put them in any environment and with that mind control they could be very scary assassins yeah but going back to the super soldier her dad was one yeah. her her false dad was a a super soldier he was like Yeah, the first one, right? Yeah, we gotta talk about the prison scene. Yeah, um, yeah, his obsession with Captain America. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which I was trying to figure out the timeline because everybody was like, "When was this? 82? It's like I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but no, like I think it's like it wasn't. Um, like Natasha didn't find. Well, she found the the vials later on. I think Yelena was on a job and yeah. she accidentally mm-hmm. sniffed it. Um, and then, yeah. of course, she sent it to Natasha while she got attacked by Taskmaster. Um, and and it's like you just knew something was going to happen. Like as soon as she starts driving by herself, I'm like you. Know, and then I, I like the little the yeah. nod that where she, where she had the materials and you see the blonde hair. Like ah, oh, this is coming. This is coming because that's where she dyes her hair blonde before, like, when in an Infinity War. Oh yeah, yeah. So I thought that was a little kind of like for, the nice little foreshadowing and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I like the fight between like the fight choreography was really good in this movie, especially between. Oh, Adam it was. Um, yeah, I like yeah. this movie a lot more than the two Wonder Woman movies, and yet we got two of those. <laughs> we, only got, we only got one of this, like. Hey, Patty Jenkins, maybe take some advice and learn how to do well, some action sequences. Well, to be fair and everything, Wonder Woman, the very first Wonder Woman and everything, it was our first time seeing her on the screen. So we had to get introduced to her for the very mm-hmm. first time on the screen. Black Widow has been with us since 2010. Mm-hmm. So therefore, they can actually dive right on into it mm-hmm. to where we can actually feel some type of emotion to her from her with her being broken, with her being separated from her parents and stuff like that, have those flashback scenes and then put her into a civil war type of setting mm-hmm. with Captain America, where she's wanted and mm-hmm. then having to go into hiding and everything. Um, yeah. He's talking more about the action portions, not the story. No, he said that's his girlfriend. I'll be talking about <laughs> 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 Real good, incredible, yeah. and I'm like, this can't happen in reality. But then I'm like, yeah. oh well, I'm in a movie. I don't care nothing about reality. Oh, no, this stuff was good. <laughs> I'm like, this is good oh, stuff. Awesome. Well, John, oh. like, t- oh, go ahead. 
Uh, Curtis asked, do you think the movie was worth the two-year wait instead of going to on streaming when they announced the delay? I think that it was smart marketing, mm-hmm. in a sense, because of the fact, yeah, it didn't make much, but it broke even at the box office when you think of it in box office terms. So they broke even right now because Black Widow is now sitting at $316.4 million and the budget was for $200 million. So even if you split, even though you would get a third of that because it goes into the box office and the rest goes into the movie theater, it still made some of its money back and everything. So it did break even in a sense. Um, Do I wish that it would have made more? Yeah, but, yeah. you know. John, how much is, like, I don't know if Wikipedia mentioned this, how much of that is actually included with the Disney, like, Disney Premier Plus? It doesn't, that, that information. That's, at, yeah, that's the question. Right. That's also another thing, though, too, that yeah, I, mean, I don't know about. So it's it's probably, probably, Go ahead, sorry. Oh, no, so it's probably made potentially almost half a billion. Mm. Yeah, at least that, because I know opening mm-hmm. weekend, $80 million was from theaters. Mm-hmm. And then sixty million was about from the Disney Plus, like uh, sub, like the premier service, whatever. And mm-hmm. like, and we're getting it, it's going to be in digital in two weeks. It's going to be available digitally in two weeks. And then September fourteenth is released in on um, physical media. So I don't know how much more it's going to make in terms of theaters. Like, hopefully, it continues doing well. I mean, like this weekend, I think it could do a little bit more, but. I'm sorry, anything coming out next weekend is going to get, like, easily destroyed because you got the Suicide Squad coming out, and the Suicide Squad is going to be... Oh, yeah, yeah. um, I think what I was saying, John, was in terms of, oh, technically Wonder Woman showed up in Dawn of Justice before her own movie, so (laughs) wanted to throw some shade there, you, John, but... uh, and I was just doing in terms of the action sequences. I didn't care about the story in terms of like, like, clean it up. Like, Patty Jenkins does not know how to do an action sequence. Really said, I'll have nothing to clean up. You, you, you didn't see Black Widow hold a fake baby. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. I understand. Oh, uh, here's the thing. Oh, no. Oh, no. Here's the thing. I understand that logic and everything because here's the thing. Wonder Woman 1984 wasn't that great of a movie. I even said that in our review and everything. I know. Tomorrow night. I don't be talking about my girlfriend, number one. All right. That's why Charlie gonna we're gonna review Hallmark but, movies for just for that. I didn't agree to that. Yes, we are. Um, we're gonna review Hallmark movie. Cranberry Christmas, me and Charlie. Let's see here. Uh, we have a couple of other comments that came in, though, too. So let's see here. The way that they are pulled away from the family and mentally brainwashed and conditioned is very realistic to what happens in the real world. Yep, very realistic. Oh, it really was. Yeah. And that's why the trafficking part was good for me. Mm-hmm. And um, because it's really what truly happens. I mean, you know, actually. Today, I was watching court TV and they were talking about human trafficking that is happening in Iowa mm. um, in terms of a murder trial that um, that happened about a month ago. It has nothing to do with the murder trial, but it's happening. And this is in a small community in Iowa. Mm-hmm. So it's happening all over the world. And, you know, and I'm glad they brought it up because it's real. 
Definitely. Uh, A-Town Reviews said this. He goes, I would like to see what they do with the free uh, Black Widows in future installments. They can have a whole story based on... I agree, man. I know. Yeah, they can have a Disney Plus series. Like Loki or Falcon and Snow and uh, Winter Soldier just about the free Black Widows. Yeah, I agree. Totally. I'd definitely pay to see that. And yeah, I would definitely out. watch that. And the family, too. Yeah, yeah exactly. can you bring the family? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like said, there could have been more focus on what happened. To be honest with you, I think that they did that enough with the closing when they yeah. go ahead and... Yeah, I want to see what happens after, after this. After, after, after this. Yeah. yeah. Same. Same here as well. Yeah. But, uh, um, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, John. Okay, sorry ahead, about John. that. But here's the thing, though. If, if there's one little small minor thing that I have to say is this. I love the movie for what it is. I liked it for what it is. Uh, thank you for Ledesia for letting me watch this movie. Oh, yeah. uh, I appreciate that. But here's the thing. I feel like the villain was very wooden because here's the thing. I feel like this. Whenever you look at the background of this character, this character is supposed to mimic other superhero moves. The only person that you see them mimic is Black Widow, which is uh, Natasha, and maybe one or two other characters, and that's it. To me, this is me speaking from my, my standpoint, I wanted more of, the, of that character mimicking other characters. I would love to see... Iron Man show up, mimicking powers, uh, mimicking his stuff. Or maybe you have Cap. Uh, even though Captain America is in hiding, I would have actually liked it a maybe um, a little bit before he had to go into hiding and all this is actually going on in a sense. But I would like to see him mimic other people's moves, other average characters' moves besides Natasha's. Because it would be a complex character driven where you can actually have him doing different types of moves and stuff like that. And while he's focused on one character, this other character is coming in trying to tackle him down. Then next thing you know, what he's analyzing that character, trying to block the moves off of that character. And then the other character that he mimicked, he has to go back and re-mimic that character. So I feel like they could have actually done a little bit better with the whole mimicking part of it. But other than that, though, I thought, you know, having this person, this other person that, can actually manipulate your mind into doing what they want you to do was very, very good to be honest with you. And I like John, the, um, his daughter, the villain's daughter. I think that's who John was talking about. Oh, that's who you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mass massacre. And yeah, yeah, they didn't really bring out all the mimicking, but whatever she was doing, you can tell that she was very good at it and very menacing. In that suit, and she was like Terminator. To be honest, yeah, with you. She was exactly. Like, yeah. That's why I felt. I felt like she was the Terminator. Like nothing was going to stop her, no matter what Natasha did. And I think the first time she dealt with her, she finally had to just jump in the river. Yeah, get yeah. away from her. I mean, well, remember Natasha was had the drugs in her hand, the antidote in her hand, and everything inside her jeep. Then all of a sudden. That explosion happens, and then it brings her over to the edge of the bridge. And then, of course, that's when they have that fight sequence. And then after that fight sequence, that's when she hurries up, takes the antidotes out of there, and then he act- she acts like she let him blast her into the water. Mm-hmm. And then that's when she swims away. 
that scene alone is enough to actually give you nightmares because of the yes. fact that you have a character that can actually mimic your moves and then mm -hmm. yeah, and stuff like that. And Natasha didn't know what to do. Her whole entire self-defense is actually shot down mm -hmm. at that point. It's like, okay, yes. I'm screwed here. <laughs> yeah, so she was like, I have to live to fight another day. Let yeah. me try to get out of this situation because Everything she tried, I mean, that was a counter for it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I know there's Taskmaster in the comics, but I, I would have liked the name to be Mimic or something. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought the character could have done that, but I liked some of the stuff that Taskmaster <laughs> mimicked. Like Hawkeye with the bow, that was that. The, 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 the knife, that was Bucky. So the the guy the Ray Winston character was saying he this person the the mind like as what Alex said in the uh, in in the comment section a mindless drone yeah but I think because they had her watch every single Avenger character mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. like, there's no way Taskmaster is going to be able to mimic the Hulk that's not no happening. no 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 Captain America the shield Captain America they did that the knife Bucky. The shooting mm -hmm. Natasha. Black so there's Panther. some characters. Yeah. Black Panther. They, he did the person. The the Black Panther. Mm -hmm. There's characters that the Taskmaster did mimic. Was it the whole MCU? What everybody's expecting? No. 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 Wait, no. no. Have to. See, here's the thing. Whenever I say I wish that there was other characters that was involved with the mimicking, I don't mean like superpowers or anything like yeah. that. Just your normal uh, superheroes. Like you have Captain America. You have your buddy. Yeah. You have. Other uh, other characters like the fighting mimic. style, like yeah, she the fight, got right. Bucky, like, like when he get a yeah. soldier in his fighting style, yeah. which especially with the knives, yeah. Because you know, if back in um, what was it when a soldier when yeah. Natasha tried to deal with Bucky when he was yeah. when a soldier, that was rough for her. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he was kicking her butt all over the place. And mm -hmm. that's what tech, the first battle with Taskmaster kind of resembled that. So there's still yeah, exactly. there's a lot of there's mimic, Taskmaster didn't just mimic Natasha, mm -hmm. mimic Cap, the shield, mm -hmm. Hawkeye, the bow. Yeah. There's other stuff characters yeah. that the Taskmaster uh, represented. So it wasn't just mm -hmm. that. I mean, I don't think yeah, Iron Man. I don't know how they could have done that, but unless it's some um, tactile no. fighting Iron Man does. And Iron Man doesn't really fight. He just no. laser you of his beams. Yeah. And sometimes right. he's he's that's about it. There's not like pretty much anybody can do that. So, I mean, right. for what it was, right. I like what it was. But, um, I mean, yeah, and and it, it, I just thought it was an inch. Like, I mean, I kind of saw that twist coming. But, I mean, I still thought Taskmaster was a lot better than the leader of the the, the, the Widows. That yeah. Ray Winston. He yeah. was kind of weak. He was like a, he was like a Yoda. Person with a puppet stuck up his ass. Who <laughs> is that? Her daddy? Oh, wait a minute now. Who <laughs> is that? Her daddy? No, I don't know. No. Yeah, the, the, the um, a lot of people had played this. She was the one that was. He was the one that kind of like dad, Taskmaster's dad. Oh, yeah. Taskmaster's. But dad. it was kind of ingenious. I did not how like him. He and manipulated. He um, used his pheromones. Yeah. To, like as a weapon. I, I never seen that before. before. So that's pretty cool. I didn't yeah, care. For, what I talking about. Yeah, I yeah. didn't care for Taskmaster's dad. He just seemed like he wasn't very menacing. He just seemed weak. Yeah. And, I thought that yeah. way with Bemo, to be honest with you, in Civil War, 
Yeah. Vimo. I felt that way yeah. with Vimo and Civil War. But yeah. here's the thing. If they do the same thing and give this a villain the same type of screen time that you get with Vimo in, in the Winter Soldier, with uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, his stuff could actually turn around to where, okay, I could feel some type of menacing stuff with him. With Vimo and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I felt a lot more menacing with him compared to Civil War. And so war, I didn't really feel that energy, that vibe of someone that was a villain or anything like that. He was just a puppeteer. This one in the season of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I actually felt him menacing. I actually oh, yeah. felt his seeking, oh. sneakiness compared to Civil War. Now, if they do this with uh, with this villain, I'm all for it. If they give him more yeah. layers than that one layer, well, I'm not, well, you know, yeah, it's probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I, I thought um, the villain in Austin Powers was, was more menacing than him. Wow. I mean, you know, I, I, I really mm. did. Because I was just like, really? This dude is a effing clown. You know? Pretty much. Um, Dr. Evil beat up Jerry Springer. This guy can't beat up anybody. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, another thing, though, I want to talk about is whenever they finally we have the father escaping from the prison and everything, too. I thought the prison fight (laughs) brawl was really good, to be honest with you. And also, too, I like how Natasha and Yolanda is like, don't make a scene. All of a sudden, he's breaking out of prison, uh, ripping off uh, prison walls, stuff like that. I'm just using that as an example. I'm I'm not going for verbatim here. But, you know, the extravagance of him breaking out, he goes, you caused a scene, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, Natasha has to jump out the helicopter with her leg with <laughs> Superhero landing. Yes. Really bad for your knees. <laughs> yeah. yeah, how are her knees, by the way? Does she have Ooh. calcium pills? She Both of them. <laughs> I know my knees were crunching. Look, looking at them, like, oh lord! Cardio like, knees has to hurt. Them. Maybe <laughs> she was recording Wade. Wade, Wade, like D- Deadpool said that one that in Deadpool one day. It's like superhero landing. It's really bad for your knees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Right? It is. It is. Scarjo probably had to get some Epsom salt or something later on. Something. Still, her doing that is a lot better than Colin Jost acting. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he? Her husband. He was on oh, SNL. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh! She married him, the SNL guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know they were dating. I didn't know they were married. Yeah. It was a secret wedding, and yeah. she went on to do I this. Colin just did Tom and Jerry. Yeah, enough said. Leave mm. the for your wife. Mm. Anyway, yes, um, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it ain't uh, Ariana Grande and that other loser. Pete Davidson. They loser. were. Whatever. She dumped him or whatever. Thank I God. Know. I ain't even know what she saw in that mess. I'm oh. like, man, that dude <laughs> okay. got issues. Oh, yes, so, gentlemen. Okay. So He's got a lot of illnesses. He's got illnesses and his dad died in 9-11. Yeah, so. his dad, when they say his dad died in 9-11 and he was a firefighter, I'm like, oh, geez. That was a movie, so some of it was he real. He got some issues. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the boss is talking. Yes, John. So, 
it's okay. It's cool. It's okay. I'm just trying yeah. to put us back on track a little bit. I know. Um, but going back to the prison breakout scene—that's that's that's some good action. That's good it, action. It with yeah. them trying to rescue their fat daddy out of prison. <laughs> fat daddy. <laughs> but I like that and then of course you know he winds up getting into the helicopter and everything and he goes oh you cannot hear me okay so he goes on ahead and starts talking to them and everything and he goes so thank you for saving me and then he goes I thought you would have children and then that's when they start talking about the yeah. uterus and then he starts they start going into detail with it he goes okay no more yeah, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Yes, but of course we got to talk about the scene where the dad tried to get in his own tight Captain America costume. Mm, yeah, Brandy yeah, looked at me. She, she, Brandy looked at me, and she's like, "Is he seriously going to do what I think he's going to do?" I said, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I was like, come on, you, all you have to do is lay down and bind oh, that up. Oh, no. Every woman knows that. If you have, mm-hmm. Every woman mm-hmm. has worn some tight pants. And mm-hmm. as soon mm-hmm. as I saw that, I'm like, ooh, the struggle real. Struggle. The struggle was real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do them jumps. One, two. I know. Just like Beyonce said, if you don't jump in your jeans, you don't feel my pain. <laughs> That needs to be a bumper sticker. <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> oh, but what do you think, Charlie? What do you think of some of the scenes that we talked? I mean, we're I've talking already said about it. I like that sequence and all that mm. kinds of stuff. I think we mentioned it earlier on. Right, it was a cool sequence. It was entertaining. It did what we need to. Just proved that he was just a douche dad, pretty much. <laughs> a um, fake douche dad. Yeah, oh yeah, that, that's right. Fake douche dad. Um, and he's like, and then him putting the suit on, that was kind of funny. Um, it was the family, and then, and then you see the mom still alive, and she's she was in charge of the whole mind control thing. Um, yeah, and then and that's when you get to see Florence Pugh's really character like really go off because she thought it was real, and everybody's trying to take that. Uh, um, like, like they're taking that away from her. Like, like they're forcing her to do it against her will, and that's like that was like that's why I really liked her character. She was mm-hmm. so good in this movie. But yeah, it was an entertaining scene. Um, yeah, I mean, the whole like I said, the whole movie's entertaining. That was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yeah. I have gotten into jeans like that too. Mm-hmm. The Rachel, the um, <laughs> scene with the mom was interesting. Like you mentioned, Charlie. Because she was explaining uh, mind control, and she used the pigs mm-hmm. as an example, and I thought that was really interesting and sinister at the same time, and it made you uncomfortable because yeah. somehow yeah, she, she controlled the. And I guess it was a real scientific experiment too. She was explaining, but she just controlled the pig just with some. Um, I guess it was a microchip chip in the pig. I was trying to yeah. figure it out. It was it supposed to be a microchip in the pig where she could like train him to turn to stop breathing. And the pig just, you know, stopped breathing and she was just explaining her plan or everything she's doing. And everybody's like, Can you stop now? I so know. Can that you was not quite uncomfortable. Kill the pig? Yeah. <laughs> right in front of us. Yeah. She went on ahead and just told the pig to stop breathing. And then the pig just falls over and dies. She's like, it's okay. It's okay. I can bring him back again. 
and everything. So it was like, it was nothing. I'm like, okay, this woman is totally messed up. Yeah. Still Nicholas but, yeah. Quick. Some parts of the dad to me did seem sinister only because mm -hmm. of the overarching theme. Like in the kind of like in the beginning, you know, where they went to Budapest, Pesh, whatever. We say Pesh, but she said Pesh. I don't know. That was that whole funny part of pronouncing Budapest. But, um, you know, just when the girl, um, one of the soldiers, one of the uh, Black Widows fell off the building, right? And her leg was broken. And then he was still controlling her or doing his mind control from his office to still shoot Black Widow. And then he, she was like, he's making me do this. And then he forced the girl to shoot herself in the eye. Like, to me, that's a bit sinister to me. Like, I know he didn't seem that menacing, but that that's pretty hardcore stuff right there. That's Just true. Force that's somebody really to true. kill their, their own selves. That's very true. I mean, uh, it's her a punk-ass move, mm -hmm. but, you know. Uh, Curtis asked this, without spoiling, how much was it like... Uh, was it like the Mandarin and Iron Man 3? To be honest with you, Curtis, this is no misdirection when it comes down to the villain or anything like that, which no, is something uh -uh. I appreciate it with this. What you see is what you get. Now, no. there is a lot of misdirection with the heroes on certain uh, things that happen in this movie. We're going to get into that a little later and everything. And as a matter of fact, whenever I say we're going to talk about the misdirection of the heroes, you can either choose to stay in and watch the rest of this review or it can bail out because that's going to give away a lot of the spoiler content that we have on here. So just uh, whatever you choose to do is on, uh, is on you and everything on what you feel comfortable with Curtis. So you can, if you can't, you can, I understand. You can watch and mute. So you just mute this down and still watch us. I know, right? Like you don't have to listen to us spoil it and stuff, yeah. but, um, I first thought it was better than the Mandarin. There's definitely not a misdirection. He's not. He's, this guy's not named Trevor, and he's and he's a Hollywood actor. It's not like that at all. This guy is right. Like I'm pretty sure Trevor doesn't know how to shoot a gun or mm -hmm. or like mind control or wear pheromones or yeah. whatever. Oh like, yeah, none of that. Like the like the guy's mind control that he's not like like I guess he's not Trevor with like five women in the bed or whatever. His party goer. Not like yeah. that at all. Not the not the mm -hmm. misdirection, horrible twist that was. Not no, right? the the Way bad guy in this one. Yeah, the bad yeah. guy's truly the bad guy, and he is definitely more menacing than Mandarin. Mandarin seemed like that was more comic relief. Mm -hmm. Don't get me started on Iron Man three. I hated that mm -hmm. movie. So. I'm not even gonna go there. Trevor or whoever was up in there. I ain't like none of it. But the the second oh, Paltrow, the irritation of my soul, that shit. Iron <laughs> Man Three is just Marvel's version of the Incredibles. <laughs> Paltrow, good. I mean, if you think about <laughs> it, there's an, there was a video about how it should have ended. It's exactly like the Incredibles. The, the Iron Man Three is just the live action version of the Incredibles. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be don't be shaming the Incredibles. Like I'm not. That. It's great. It's don't funny. Be it's like, that you trail. realize that you're like. I'm not shaming it. It's awesome. It's just funny when yeah. you realize the plot. I'm like, oh my god, this is actually <laughs> it's funny in a, in a funny it's, way. I know. That's why I'm that's why I'm like, oh my god. I just 
every time I do my go back through watch Marvel movies, I always skip over Iron Man three. I'm like, I'm not even. I'm not even going there. Skipper, but the part for me was when she had to sever her nerve, um, to break the the smell of the pheromones. Oh man, that was <laughs> so nice. she was like, "Thank you for your cooperation." And then yeah. it was like, bam. And I saw it in the theater. I was like, oh, I know. Oh, I know. I know. I was That was brutal. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, geez. Oh, my God. Is there I'm another like, way? Oh, oh, oh. It's the question. <laughs> there was another way. <laughs> I know. Like, it could be another way to oh, do man, it. Because I could not do that. I'd be like, dang, I did I it mean, wrong. Hold on. Like, I know it hold. I myself out. Like, oh, no. she knew that. I do it right? Thing. Is it broken? She needed that giant nose thing from Total Recall to get that tracker out in the, the original. And I thought the comic Yeah. Making my nose hurt. I know. Seeing her break her nose made my nose hurt. Natasha did this herself. We're just adding to the conversation. Thank you for your cooperation. I just thought of it as like a glow stick. She just wanted to. Well, <laughs> you know how you have those glow sticks where you have to snap the glow yeah, stick? Yeah, she, she just like put on air and her head. I was like, oh my god, that's awful. Uh, yeah, that is so like... awful. But like, I do you know, love it when Black Widow does her um, face thing, when she does that technology where she oh, wears yeah. somebody else's face. That's, that's cool. always awesome. I need to do that just going into certain neighborhoods. So I yeah, I know. It. Matter of fact, whenever the father's talking to Yolanda and everything, and then you see that he's, you know, he's literally just talking to her and he's thinking he's talking to his daughter, but he's really talking to his wife. And then he all, all of a sudden he realizes it reminds me of Dr. Evil, where all of a sudden he takes his arm out and he goes, Wait, I can get out? I can get out of this prison? So he gets out, the door slide open, and he looks at his daughter, or what's supposed to be his daughter. And it turns out to be his wife. Because wait, I spoke to you. I opened up to you. <laughs> I was like, it was Natasha. Yelena was tied up. And yeah, yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah, because yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry. No, 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 man. You're good. Mm -hmm. uh, you're you're cool. But yeah, I, I just thought that was kind of neat that he opened up to her, <laughs> and it kind of reminds me of how Yolanda feels about her fake family. About mm -hmm. taking them away, I was like, "Uh huh." You don't feel you don't feel so great now, do you? Now, you, now, you, now you feel now you feel what Yolanda feels, but mm -hmm. also like how too they're like, "Well, where's the red room at? I don't know where this red room is." And then the mother knows where this red room is and is actually up above. It has this golden eye kind of feel to it yeah. with the way the yeah. hideout and the structure is. That's why I was yeah. saying on Facebook last night, it feels like a golden eye movie. And everything, if you think about it, because of the fact that it's up, up on the top and it's in the sky, and that's why I had this golden eye kind of vibe to it. Mm. But that's Wasn't just me watching Golden Eye as well in the trailer. Natasha, she was watching a James Bond movie. That's true. She was. I don't remember. Oh, okay. Yeah. But there's something it's else I want to mention. Okay. There's something I wanted to mention, though, too, Charlie. You had my wheel spinning earlier whenever you were mentioning uh, the whole mimic part. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. 
I can actually believe that she was probably wa that we actually have the villain actually watching video footage of security and stuff like that and mimicking their movies that way. If that's the case, I can actually buy into that because who knows? Maybe uh, the vil the other villain, the puppeteer, is like, you know what? You're gonna sit here, watch these videos, watch this uh, these cameras. And watch their moves. So, if that's the case, I can buy into that. Where that's how he's how she's knowing how to mimic all these other characters' moves in that kind of sense without having them in there. I so think he oh, sorry, God. I think he right. revealed that when he was talking to Natasha that she was like he revealed that she. I had her watch your friends, watch your like like watch. Oh yeah. He revealed that. I think mm -hmm. that's how he's able to do that. Sorry to interrupt you on there. No, 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 no. You're good, you man. Uh, and downloaded something in the back of her head. And yeah. That Sean Bean reference I was referring to, because you guys are talking about Goldeneye, we needed Sean Bean and like as the villain and have a thing just drop on him. That's what that was the whole <laughs> joke with Sean Bean I was referring to because of Goldeneye. <laughs> now I love Sean Bean. I love me some Sean Bean, but he dies too much. He dies too much in these movies, man. The Martian is probably maybe the yeah. only movie that he doesn't die in, aside from the second Silent Hill movie. <laughs> Which one? The Martian. Yeah, The Martian with Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because Game of Thrones just didn't do him right. Died you know? in the first fifteen minutes. Damn. <laughs> I mean, Game of Thrones <laughs> couldn't even get his uh, dialogue out before he died. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I sure Sean Bean was gonna die right off the bat. Right. In the <laughs> oh my God. But you know, um, but no, I had a lot of fun with this movie. I thought it was entertaining. Also, too. The other thing that made me hurt in this movie is where he throws Natasha off of him, the main villain, which is, uh, matter of fact, when the uh, Drufkov, whenever she <laughs> takes Natasha and throws him off of her off his back, and then he winds up making her uh, bang into the desk, and the way she flips over the desk with her stomach on the edge of the desk made me hurt. That yeah. the impact of that alone made me hurt, and then. Yeah. You know, and then of course, once it all starts exploding and stuff like that, and he winds up dying, and then of course we have that whole entire uh, villain fight and everything too. That was something to actually see between Taskmaster again and stuff like that, and then trying to bring Taskmaster back to where she's not being controlled anymore was really good. Yeah, and and that aspect. Yeah. So yeah, I it, like I said. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I love the um, Scarlett Johansson. I think Taskmaster fighting in the air yeah. as the Red Room was exploding. So I think that's in the trailer, too, where she's doing all this fighting, but it's pieces of debris falling around her. That was pretty good. Everybody, everybody one word. <laughs> one person dies. <laughs> one word. Um, Valentina. Ah, yeah, that's a good one, Charlie. What's your one word? She did said it, Valentina. Mm -hmm. Oh boy, oh lord, yeah, we get ready to go there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's good. Don't name your kids that, though. No, no, you can't not. call them that. My name is like it's a throwback to Val. My name is Val Valentina, but my friends call me Val, but they're not supposed to call me that. Um, so you just call me whatever <laughs> yeah. 
definitely want to get to her. Her first appearance was supposed to be in Widow, but because of the pandemic and stuff, that's why they oh. made it Falcon her first appearance. Oh, okay. Right. Um, and so she had to keep it quiet to her Veep co-stars because they keep asking her, who are you playing in the MCU? Who are you playing in the MCU? So anybody's wondering, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. But we're getting everybody in the MCU now. Everyone wants to join. But she had to keep it quiet from her Veep co-stars. Hmm. Um, that would have been interesting if Black Widow came out mm-hmm. the way it's supposed to. How yeah. interesting that would have been that that was her first appearance. Yeah, would have yeah. Everything. it would be a whole. It would be significant. It would actually yeah. be a game, to be honest with you, if they did it that way. Mm-hmm. Oh, you will, you will, Curtis, when you see it and you watch Falcon. You you know. Uh, 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 <laughs> I know. Stay you for the post credits scene. With a soldier yet? Yeah, stay for but, the post credits. Yeah, stay for the post credits. So, let's talk about this post credits scene. And everything because I really enjoyed it. Because here's the thing we know that Hawkeye is supposed to be coming out soon, we don't know in what capacity that this was going to be linked to Hawkeye or anything like that. But I like the fact now that Yelana is by herself now, she wants revenge on the person that's responsible for her sister, or supposedly supposed to be responsible for her sister and everything. And it's totally different, and it's the government twisting things to their own understanding to kill Clint. And everything. Poor Clint just can't catch a break for anything. I Nobody know. knows who he is. Nobody <laughs> understands knows who Hawkeye is. Because even Brandy's like, "Who's that?" I said, "That's Hawkeye." Oh, <laughs> yeah. Nobody cares. He's not as significant. Just shoot arrows, and he got like these super power and tactile oh, fighters. When I saw Clint pitch, I'm like, "Oh man, this dude can't catch a break." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think that it was a good way to set that. I mean, I like this the 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 clothing that uh Val like that uh Elena was wearing the yellow is kind of like the yellow shirt that her sister wore when she was little, and then I think her fingernails were blue, like her hair. Yeah, so mm-hmm. was that. and then she was mm-hmm. to the grave, but she's not yeah. buried there. It's like a that, and then all of a sudden you hear the sneeze or like, oh god, I hate the West, and I thought that was yeah. Kind of, this is mm-hmm. like. I'm allergic to the Midwest. I'm allergic to the Midwest. I thought like her appearing, I'm like, I knew exactly it was going to be her because I, I, because I knew was she was going to be in this. I just didn't know what capacity, but how this set up Hawkeye, which is supposed to have Yelena in it. Um, I'm really intrigued now. I don't think they're killing Clint off. I think Clint's going to like, kind of like, you know, help Yelena. Like, no, I didn't kill your sister. It was, we were like the like trying he's gonna describe the situation because that situation would have been a lot different if it had been somebody else. If it was like Thor and the Rocket and they went to that world, Thor would have picked up Rock and just chucked it. This added more meaning to that sequence. It was the yeah. two of them. And then like and Natasha kind of knew like there's not much left for me to do. And I think she she did what she had to. I would have liked her to survive. I mean, it was a oh, shocking really? death. But well, what, what happened after Loki? I'm even though the yeah. scar was it's not done. Yeah, that's true. We we got I'm multiple timelines going all now. over the place. I mean, yeah, some people are saying like she just yeah. stuck in the soul stone, mind stone. Yeah, yeah. I think it's soul yeah. stone. Yep. Yeah, yes. they're like, oh, she just stuck there. She's not really. Yeah. It's so like I, all I these theories um, going around. Yeah, but right. I think, like I said, I mean, Hawkeye is supposed to be in it by the end of this year. 
So that's the next big Marvel show. I'm excited to see where this is going because yeah. we're going to get a lot of characters. And I think there's going to be – and then I read something. I don't know if this is true, but Vincent D'Alfero is potentially returning as Kingpin in, in Hawkeye. Thank goodness. Yes. Yes. So, bring Daredevil back. Oh, now that's a villain. villain. Because yes. he's quiet, yes. lurking. We need to bring Daredevil in now. You can use a door. Vincent D'Onofrio is probably one of the best <laughs> actors to get to play Kingpin. I loved him as Kingpin. I love him. Vanessa. Yeah. yeah. I love him in Law and Order and this. So creepy. but Definitely creepy. Totally creepy. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there's also one more thing I want to mention before we close out and stuff like that was, you know, another thing, though, too, that I didn't think that they did a really good job on was just captivating on who Black Widow is. The origin story was really good. Yolanda, the chemistry with them was really good. Uh, you know, I really like the back and forth with them. I feel like this was the best of the female-led roles when you think of an origin story. Yeah, we had Captain Marvel. But this one just kind of tops the female mm -hmm. uh, spectrum whenever you look at fe female uh, characters for the MCU to me. It seemed more like the most realistic origin because mm -hmm. it could happen mm -hmm. to anyone. Right. It was this, an origin and then it kind of wasn't. So it kind of like, yeah, which is kind of cool. It's like, we knew when it was taking place after Civil War, so it was sort of past an origin story, but it was more of seeing her past, like Budapest, oh. like that kind of stuff, which I, which is a really, really cool idea. So it was treading those lines um, between the two, and, but for what it was, it definitely was a lot better than a lot of stuff I've seen in the past. Like, definitely 10 times better than Kelly Berry's Catwoman. Oh, jeez, don't get me started. Oh, that my bad. God. No, no, no. Bad bad. Bad. I got a bad I got a bad bad. I got a bad bad. I got a but it's definitely better than Captain Marvel. And I actually saw Captain Marvel again last week weekend. And I mean it's the origin oh, that story, okay. but that just don't get Tamara started on all that. <laughs> like I said, I thought it was okay. It wasn't it, it the wasn't best. the greatest. This was Black Widow is way better than Captain mm -hmm. Marvel. To exactly. me. Exactly. To me, it was character driven and they gave them layers to go with and work with. And plus, Yolanda being her sister helped out a lot in this film, though, too. And they both carry the film great and beautifully. And it was, you can definitely tell that they didn't over sexualize the characters or oh, anything like that. Mm -hmm. You could care about the characters and they were beautiful and sexy in their own way. And they were smart, intelligent women who were trying to shut down this evil empire of the of the Russian government and everything and the way they were running things. So I definitely enjoyed it for what it is. I enjoyed this MCU movie. So what's everybody's final thoughts as far as uh, this movie goes? You guys can go ahead. I'll do it last. <laughs> um, my final thought was um, that I really enjoyed it. I, it was better than what I expected. I wasn't coming in thinking this was going to be a great movie, but it was way better than I thought. 
I didn't have an issue with the human trafficking part. Like Charlie said, I love the action parts. Now I want to see Black Widow 2 and I feel like I'm being robbed because I'm not going to see that. So, you know, something, we need some spinoff from this. They can put on Disney Plus or something, but, you know, they started a lot of good storylines and they need to kind of flush that out, flesh that out in Disney Plus TV show or something because I really enjoyed it. Yeah, piggybacking off what my sister said, I I enjoyed it. Um, <clears throat> um, I it was a lot of shocking imagery in the beginning parts, you know, where we were talking about with the Nirvana cover. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I had so many emotions. And then once it got to the post credits, I felt pissed off again because it just recalled like, oh, she's spoiler alert. She's dead. And then I was like, oh, crap. So I just felt upset at the end because I was like so much potential. So much could have happened. I want to see more. And it was kind of like, oh, she's alive just for this time. But now they brought me back to reality like, nah, she really did. So it, it was kind of heartbreaking at the end for me. I liked it. I mean, I enjoyed it. What it was it was entertaining. Um, to pay, piggyback on you, I think we're getting the next Black Widow. I think it was sort of a passing of the torch to the sister. And I think the sister can do that justice. I mean, she's yeah. not going to be the poser that her sister was. Yeah. Like, I mean, she's not going to, like, she'll probably do the, the, uh, the iconic pose. And then, like, oh, so disgusting. But it's like, I'm just interested where we're going to go with this because you set it it up and they're setting up, like, Yelena probably realizing that Val isn't who she says she is because I kind of know she's bad. And she's just, like, Yelena's falling for that same trap over again, like, falling for somebody that's, like, that's telling her, giving her assignments, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So... So I'm intrigued to see where this is going to go, especially with the Hawkeye show, because I'm I'm really excited for that, mm-hmm. um, especially with all the characters that are introducing that. And I think for what um, uh, Captain Marvel did, it introduced the scrolls, which we'll be getting more of, where we're getting that constantly. We introduced, uh, we got the get introduced to the sister, like we're not the sister, the daughter, who's now grown up and at the end of WandaVision gets gets summoned up, like, hey, my uh, a friend of mine in space worked with your mom. You heard you grounded. You want to work for him? I mean, you know Fury, so you know Fury's more involved with this. So we're going to begin more Fury with this, the a secret invasion, which I'm really excited for. And maybe if Hawkeye will get more information, from, maybe from Peggy Car, like like Sharon Carter, to see who she's really working for, because there's a lot of stuff. I didn't like how they ended how they ended with her character having her supposedly bad. I don't think she is. I think she's really a triple agent or double agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, this one did what it did. It, it had a, a fantastic opening and really went, it took the, took the guts to do that. And I think it paid off. And it's that, and um, I don't under, I mean, people are probably going in with high expectations and were disappointed for it. I'm like, I don't know why you're kind of disappointed in this. Sure. It should have been earlier, but the movie, was it, the movie did what it's supposed to do? I mean, we had like I said, we need to appreciate that we haven't had a Marvel movie in theaters for two years, mm-hmm. and and all the hate for it, and yet you're lauding like Space Jam two for being the best <laughs> movie ever. Like, come on! 
I don't know what I don't know where that hate would come from, Charlie. Because it's a good movie. And, I don't know either. Yeah, I mean, from from what I read, from what I read, from that horrible re yeah. romance movie. What do you want? What do you want? Yeah, <laughs> I don't like, know. People don't right. people don't even know what they want. So like and like I said, I think Black Widow is probably gonna be a lot better than the next two Marvel movies are coming out. Like Sun Chi, I'm not hyped for that at all. It looks like Avatar yeah. The Last Airbender, just I'm the MCU. I'm and gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch that Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes is my prequel to Snake Eyes. <laughs> Uh, I think that means that takes me to December of Spider-Man and I'm really yeah. excited for Spider-Man. It's like, I need to see more from Sun-Chi because I'm not impressed and I'm definitely not impressed with the Eternals right now. I don't want a two-hour melodrama where superheroes don't do anything. Seriously. <laughs> okay, so with that being said... Oh, we can watch the review, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to review the Eternals when they come out. because yeah, if, if, it, it. if it's jacked up, me and Charlie going to drag it right on here. But no, with that to the ground. <laughs> but with that being said, guys, um, Tamika, I know you do a show with Tamara every Friday. Yeah. So... What are you guys talking about this Friday on Two Blurred uh, Girls podcast? Yes, well, we're doing a three-part series about Black superheroes in Marvel, DC, and other franchises. Uh, we did part one where Tamara went on a rant about <laughs> about Monica Rambo is Ms. Marvel, and she's right because it was in the comments, but a lot of people don't know that. Um, so, yeah, we... We had a fun rant about that, but yeah, we just we're just discussing uh, black superheroes you may know and some you may not know. Wait. And you know, people in the comment section they chime in. So yeah, so every Friday, two blurred girls on YouTube, um, Facebook Live, and then our audio only podcast is on Google, um, Anchor, Spotify. Apple. What time is it? Oh, <laughs> 9.15. Thank you. Like 9 or 9.15. <laughs> okay. So, guys, that's going to do it for the Movie Lovers Unite podcast tonight for our spoiler <laughs> review for Black Widow. And get this. Tomorrow night, I'm going to be back again. But this time, we're going to be doing our Rambo 4 review with Charlie and Sean. We're going to be doing Rambo 4. Don't forget... You guys want to get your hands on a di all four digital copies of Rambo. You have to stay in, oh, well, five movies of Rambo. Sorry about that. But all five <laughs> movies of Rambo, how do you do that? You have to stay through the whole entire show and tell us why you're the biggest fan of Rambo. And you get, the winner will actually get a digital code for all five movies of Rambo. Think nice. of it. You have five hours worth of Rambo or maybe more than that. Of Rambo and stuff. So go and on ahead. And check John and I team up against John. I'm just a first blood fan. I mean, he I just wanted a sandwich and then all <laughs> hell broke loose. So. I didn't want a sandwich. Like, I just wanted a sandwich <laughs> and all country. hell broke loose. We're into the test well, I, had up here. I haven't gotten to Rambo too. I'm like, I'm still re-watching First Blood. Like, that man just wanted a sandwich. I want a sandwich, hippie. But Rambo 4 is the best one. <laughs> <laughs> but let's see here. Uh, Wednesday night. Okay, that's no, Thursday. Thursday. 
Yeah, Thursday night, I have another member of Two Blur Girls coming in, and Tamara's going to be on the show. We're going to be doing our Yay. Fear Street. We're doing our Fear Street 1666 review. Nice. And we're going to have her on, and we're going to have Fear Street Book Club on. They do a. Um, it's, it's, let me just tell you this: on Instagram, they have this girl. She goes on ahead and she posts different things on Instagram with Fear Street. She also. I want to say too, she also does like a live stream of her reading the books and stuff like that too. So if you're interested in Fear Street, tune in at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time for that. Friday, we're doing our Fast uh, Fast Friday, which is Furious 7 of the seventh movie in the Fast and the Furious franchise. So we're doing. So oh, we're doing my. that one. So that's going to be at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time. And of course, tomorrow for Rainbow Four, it's going to be the same time at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time. If you guys want to go on and get an audio-only podcast, get that wherever you guys get your podcast from. And then, of course, if you want to donate to the page, you just go on, go on ahead and head over to www.gofundme.com forward slash movie lovers unites podcast. You can five to ten dollars over there if you want to. Don't if you can't, I totally understand. A simple like, a simple share goes a long way. So smash that like button, smash that share button, give me a thumbs up. Also, too, rate me on Good Pods. Good Pods is a great place to go ahead and talk about other uh, podcasters and stuff like that with their episodes. Rate us. Tell us what you think or what you don't think about our uh, podcast and everything, too. Tell us that, too. I don't mind. It actually helps us uh, see what we're looking at. And then also, too, follow me at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Tonight on Facebook and underneath the same name on Instagram and on Pinterest. Then head over to uh, Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter and follow me over there underneath that name. And then, of course, we do some shows from time to time on Stereo, but not too many, but uh, follow me underneath Movie Lovers Unite over there. And if you're a sponsor or would like to be on the show, just go on ahead and email me at movieloversunite at gmail.com. And those are all the places that you can reach me at. Thank you again, guys, for joining me. I do appreciate that. Thank you to Curtis. Thank you to uh, A-Town Movie Reviews. Thank you for everybody in the comment sections and stuff like that. I am so thankful for everybody that was able to talk to us tonight. And always until next time, guys, it's been real. It's been fun. I can't wait to do this again. And bye-bye. Bye, Australia. <laughs>